Balls are back. Yeah, they had us the first half. I'm not going to lie. Oh, could be Wayne. I think I got my swagger back. Oh, oh. I love it, baby. Them orange britches. Something about them orange britches. I tell you, okay, all right, this decade is going to be the decade of the Vols. You got yes, me? Sir. Rid it, did to do, and welcome into more important issues. It is Sunday, August 16th. Football is almost back. Hearing that decade of the Vols just got Oh, dude, it gives you, flowing. it gets you, it, every time. Yeah, every time. I'm just gonna do a shimmy or something. I don't know. I was I was showing my brothers that um, that intro a while this a couple weeks ago. We were playing golf, and I was like, um, I asked them if they had heard it yet, and they hadn't. So I played it, and then immediately stepped up and hit the best golf shot of my life because I was like, that the end. Jeremy Pruitt saying this is gonna be the decade of the balls. I'm just like, oh, oh. <laughs> adrenaline starts pumping. Yeah, I, I shouldn't be allowed. I'm I'm surprised it's uh, not uh, posted as not suitable for work when my face. When it uh, when it shows, but I believe it, man. I believe it's gonna be the decade of vaults. You got to. Now it's the only way for it to come true, right? It sucks that you have to start with a ten game SEC schedule, but yeah. I guess it's better than nothing. It's better than no season at all. High school football starts back this week. That's gonna be interesting. It is. Right now, Bearden's already canceled. Um, I think they'll play at least one game. At least, <laughs> at least. I think <laughs> I think so. Maybe two because that'll be the first. week. The second week is the Knox County's first week back. Okay. And yeah, then that, I, that'll be interesting when school goes back. Yeah, and I think there's some some schools across the state that could play the entire year. Hmm. And I'm not I'm not saying they can't play because of COVID. I'm saying they probably won't be back back in school. And Knox County released an email on Friday that said if they are virtual, there will be no sports. So yeah, that's uh, kind of paved the way for that cancellation. Unfortunately, uh, it stinks. But I think we're gonna get SEC football tomorrow. Tennessee starts fall camp. They just dropped a video right before we we went live of them just painting the field, and I got chills. Mm. Mm. <laughs> the practice field, not not even yeah, not even just, Shield Watkins. Yeah, it was, it was just lines. <laughs> yeah, I, and I was like, oh yeah, that's the spot right there. And then you'll find out tomorrow the the SEC schedule. Yeah, tomorrow at seven p.m. Um, at three thirty, we'll know who we play week one on the Paul uh, Feinbaum. Show. Oh, they're releasing that. Okay. And nice. then at seven, Florida. they'll do the full. Please, Florida. Drop them in. I'm actually curious. Who does everybody want to see us play? Drop them in the people comments. wanted Florida at the end of the season, and I get why you think that because of last year, but I just think, like, kick it off right. I mean, if I, I if you so. only get to play one game, you'd want it to be Florida, right? <laughs> that, that, too. I, I just – you have Florida at home this year. Tell, tell us who you guys want to see play. I think a lot of people want to see Florida, but I think – and I'm not saying you're wrong if you want to see someone else play. Um, but here's my argument for Florida. Especially for Tennessee, it's at home. Do it under the do it at night under the lights. There'll be boats on the river still. There'll be people tailgating around campus, if not on campus, <laughs> around. around campus. The environment will still be the same. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you, like the the band's gonna still be in Neyland. They're gonna have fireworks. They're gonna you're gonna have the the PA system on. And, and if you've ever been around the football game, you can hear the PA system for miles. 
<laughs> yeah. Be on a Saturday night. I think it'll be an electric atmosphere. Everybody's got so far. We've got uh, from Cool Gray here, Florida already. I, that's I think it's got to be Florida. I think you need to want to open up with Florida. Because uh, I was kind of on the thing like, oh yeah, I'd like to play them later in the year too. They're from Florida. I guess you want to play them when it's colder. But I just think no, run it the way you started off last year. I don't think you'll do that this year. Jeremy Pruitt has proven he's not going to make the same mistake twice. Right, and I mean this team. This team is going to be ready to play Week One. I, and, I believe that one hundred percent. Well, and if we're talking about it from a football standpoint, on like when what part of the season you'd want to see Florida, I think I'd want to see Florida early in the season, regardless of where we're at. I think I'd rather see them early in the season than late in the season. I think they'll be clicking by the end of the season. I mean, and they usually play some. FCS Northwestern State Community College Catholic School is usually who they play their first game. Yeah. So I mean, it's it's gonna be different for them too, for sure. I, I think it's if you if you beat Florida in November, have you really gotten over the mental hurdle? Because then you're gonna be like, oh, we haven't really beat them in this, in September. I, I yeah, I think I mean that's a good question too. I don't, I don't know. That's a good yeah. question. Jason Taylor said Tennessee is going fifty and zero. I don't know how that works out mathematically, but I like it. Yeah, I've got a Florida guy in on Facebook. He said he wants Florida. Florida will be at six p.m. That's what he said. Six p.m. Let's go a little bit later. Let's get make. Let's, let's make it seven thirty. No, no, yeah, no. Let's go the nine p.m. kickoff oh, like yeah. Alabama. Yeah, we're gonna go um, nine p.m. We're gonna uh, to make up <laughs> for the, pa- the for make, make up for the Pac twelve. Exactly. That was the dumbest thing ever. Nine p.m. Yeah, kickoff in the SEC. Eight p.m. local time. Whoa. Yeah, thanks. 8 p.m. is too late. Six, you're right. 6 p.m. kickoff. Yeah. 8 p.m. is way too late. Um, that No, it, I think it'll be a really, really fun atmosphere week one, regardless of who you play. Um, add, make Florida the opponent, and I think the atmosphere gets outside, like around Knoxville electric. I agree. I, I mean, think it'd be a lot of fun. I think every game's going to be fun. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. I, I, well, yeah, we're going to make it fun. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna, we're gonna have, have a good fun. time. You uh, if you if you, we gotta we're gonna I think we're gonna have to regulate the amount of people that come to the tailgates this year. I think there'll be a lot of people that that uh you know last year they got up to where we would we'd get fined by the city. Oh yeah, <laughs> like if it was this year. So mm-hmm. uh, imagine where all the half the tailgates are shut down now because people just aren't gonna go through the hassle of right. putting them on. You're gonna need wristbands, guys. Yeah, maybe we'll, we'll charge a cover or something. I don't know. Wristbands for sure. It's an exciting time for Tennessee football, even more so though for Tennessee basketball right now. I think because it's the off season, and you get the and what's crazy is last year we were very excited about next year. This mm. year you have twenty 2020 twenty and twenty twenty one, and then a class coming in after that, and with the commitment of the best point guard in the country, Kennedy Chandler, that just added all of that excitement back. Ooh. Straight out of Memphis. Dude, I just love, I didn't realize him and John Mar- him and John Morant were best friends. <laughs> yeah, apparently they were playing. Also, I found like, a video on YouTube of them playing pickup. Oh, really? The same. Yeah, it was. I can't remember who all was there. Well, his commitment um, video is right out of FedEx Forum, so I'm I'm sure they had some sort of probably before then, but with him being the the Memphis point guard and you know him being at Briarcrest in Memphis, they probably had a. Some some one on one. Yeah, I mean, I, it's clear they have some sort of relationship. I don't know the extent of it, but I went and uh, looked for look for some Kennedy Chandler highlights here. We'll post. We'll uh, pull these up right now. Whoops, maybe. Um, he uh, first off, Kenny Chandler is a freak, 
but yeah, I found when I was looking up these, uh, looking for the highlights to post for uh, on this episode, it was a private run. It was him, John Moran. I can't remember who else. And it is a, I mean, it's a good, good crowd. Whether they, I don't know who they were. I didn't look up the names of the rest, and I wasn't really paying attention to uh, to faces. But um, it, it happened like a couple months, like a couple months ago, when everything was okay. shut, still shut yeah. down completely. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy that high school seniors going in there with at least one NBA player and balling out. Yeah, and some NBA players were kind of giving them a shout out. Trey Young was in there. Um, you know, Grant Williams, Admiral Schofield, um, John Morant, like you mentioned. There was there was a couple of them in that. Um, in his in his video, like the live video, which was a mess. Anyway. <laughs> they ended up having to go live on his. Yeah. So if you're gonna make, I, learn from Kenny Chandler, don't ever go through Sports Center live because that guy had no clue how to use. And well, did you did you hear exactly why? Yes. Because they didn't follow him. Yes. What blows my mind so, is why Sports Center would put have their production value in that so low. I get it's not a big event. But you have all the resources at hand, right? <laughs> Why do you have one guy hoping he can hoping he can run Instagram you have like live correctly? Ten thousand people on your live, and you keep you keep on losing people because you have to keep ending it because you can't figure it out. I love it. I love it. It was hilarious. It was fun to watch. I'll tell you that. Yeah. That, but nothing's ever easy. No. But looking <laughs> at Kennedy Chandler, what he first off, I, I don't I don't know exactly what Rick Barnes. I guess just his proven track record. And what since what he's done, I mean, what he did at Texas, obviously, too, but what he's done with some of the um, lesser, not really lesser talent, I don't want to say that, because I don't want to say that about Admiral Schofield and Grant not Williams. Not highly ranked. Not highly ranked guys. Yeah. Maybe got the attention of some of these highly ranked guys, and it's like, if he can do that with a three-star, what can he do with some of the, some talent that's not exactly raw? Right. And, I mean, that's what, when Kenny Chandler started rattling off, he's like, I wanted to go to a program that is committed to making you excellent, and... Um, you know, hardworking, blah, blah, blah. I was like, this has got to be about Tennessee. Like, it just feels like he's talking. It feels like he is um, repeating something that Rick Barnes would say in a, in a press conference. And mm-hmm. I was like, it's got to be Tennessee. And then he pulled out the gray hat. And I was like, I don't, I don't know <laughs> who that would be. Uh, okay. There's no, there was no, like, gray team. Right. So that's why I was like, it could be anybody. Right. That was smart by him. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, yeah, at, <laughs> to get a guy like Kenny Chandler, especially because you're probably going to lose um, uh, Jaden Springer, King or Keon Johnson. I mean, you're probably going to lose both of them. Yeah. So you're got to replace that guard position, and it's not like you have terrible guards, but not top level guards behind them. Yeah, I think Rick Barnes is. It's obvious he never wants to run in that same problem that he had last year with not having enough guards. Correct. Um. So he he's just going and getting these five stars. Kenny Chandler is the fourth five-star in three classes for Rick Barnes. I mean, has anybody done that? At Tennessee? At Tennessee? Uh, it, I mean, maybe. No I'd have to, I'd, I don't think Bruce Pearl ever yeah. did. But. And he's a he's the third highest recruit, number 11 player in the country, number one point guard. Um, he's the highest rated recor- recruit since uh, Barnes got here, and he is the highest point guard Tennessee has ever got a commitment from. I guess he hasn't signed yet. but Right. So still wait, still wait on the papers. But yeah, he, he's the the third highest rank recruit Tennessee has in its history, behind Tobias Harris and Scotty Hobson. Yep, yep. Some good. That's some good company. And, and and look who you beat out to get him. UNC, Kentucky, Duke, and Memphis were all, in, and Tennessee was all in his top five. Some blue bloods getting getting whooped by Ricky B. Dude, I 
I was a little, I mean, I, he was trending, obviously, towards Tennessee. He started picking up a lot more crystal balls. Mm-hmm. But still, you, if you've been a Vol fan, you know. You, you just know it doesn't feel right until it happens. So I just was not counting on it. And good for Rick Barnes, though, and good for Kim English. Got to mention his name. Because he's, I, I believe, he's the big reason for a lot of the, uh, I mean, you talk about the last three years. Well, the two five-stars that were in the last cycle, before that there were none. And I'm not knocking Rob Laney here. He was obviously a great coach and a good recruiter. But Kim English has completely flipped the script since yep. his, his arrival on campus. I mean, that that whole coaching staff, Schwartz has been great. Yep. Uh, Des Oliver has been great. But they nobody's been able to – we haven't seen the recruiting success that Tennessee's had outside of these two years. Mm-hmm. Not that they're not that they've done a bad job. I mean, I think they missed on a couple people. I think they were also aiming high. But then you get, you add Kim English and whatever he's doing, whatever the effect he's having, you get in this last class Jaden Springer, Keon Johnson, and Corey Walker, who's a four star. Yep. And then transfer, you get AJ Anasicki. Yeah, I, I think to to have a great staff like that, and then you know to go after all this top talent, five stars, you're gonna have to prove something on the court, and I feel yeah. like. When that team got up to number one in the country, it put a lot of recruits and yeah, um, and media on on notice. Like, mm-hmm. oh, who is this Tennessee team out of nowhere? Yeah, and if you can go win with the talent now that you have, it, it should keep the ball rolling. Obviously, um, I mean, Rick Barnes can't be far away from retirement. Uh, so after that, then you've got to make a, a really key hire. I hope it's – I'm not saying Phil Foreman knows all about basketball, but n- neither do a lot of these athletic directors that are making decisions. Mm-hmm. But what – what looks like one thing that's happening right now in the athletic department is you have winning attitudes. Yep. So I feel confident that he could hire someone with a winning attitude. Mm-hmm. And I know he did, he didn't make the Rick Barnes hire, um, but he did. I guess he did the most important thing and paid him a lot of money. I need these. I need these businesses that stepped up and bought Rick Barnes another couple more years in Knoxville. I need him to do the same thing with Kim English. The man should be eating free everywhere. We can't let him go. There's a lot of coaches on Tennessee's campus that probably needs that same treatment. Yeah. I think Tony Vitello is another one. I I, I tweeted it. Brian Niedemeyer, Tony Vitello, and Kim English. Whatever you have to do to keep them at Tennessee for the foreseeable future, you need to do it. Absolutely. Because none of them are getting paid that much money. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's been very noticeable, their impact on the program. Very noticeable. Um, And I do kind of want to talk about this Tennessee team because what – What's the state of the program when you get the number one point guard in the country? Because hopefully it should be pretty good after this season. Yeah, I'm. I think they keep rolling in. I think they're going to keep swinging for that top tier talent. And Tennessee's going to be a blue blood. If it's not, I mean, I think they're they're definitely up there with them right now. But I I feel like Tennessee should be competing with them, not in and not out on the basketball court as well. Right. right. Um. And not just <clears throat> in recruiting. But I, I think this. Since this whole staff has has taken over, it, it's just been incredible. Not you didn't have a single player ranked in the top one hundred two years ago, mm-hmm. and now you have six. Your entire on, class. On your roster. So so basically, half your roster yeah. is now top one hundred players. Yeah. And and that's what you need. You talked <coughs> about competing with the blue bloods when you when you talk about recruiting. That's the noticeable difference. Is can you recruit with them? Yeah. Because Tennessee's been able to beat. Kentucky for, you know, at least split games with them in a, in a season um, forever because it's a rivalry game. So the, so playing with them isn't the hard part. It's recruiting with them. That's the hard part. If you start winning, though, consistently, 
Um, you know, when you get to when you get to go to Kansas, if you can win that game, that, that makes a big difference. You don't have to, you're not going to beat them all in one season if you get the chance to play Kentucky, Kansas, and then if you make a deep run, UNC or Duke or whoever. You're not going to beat them all, but if you can start if you can start beating some of them throughout the season, and then you're recruiting against them successfully all the time, you're going to cement your position in college basketball and how you recruit from here on out. Yeah, it's also going to be interesting to see about if the new G League experiment works out and what that does to recruiting. Yeah, with more players. I guess it would. Would it change it that much though? Because it's not like the state of college basketball was terrible <clears throat> and they could mm. go straight from. Yeah, from high school. I, I think it's. I kind of look at it to like baseball um, right. a, a little bit because I mean, obviously you can go one year and then go to the basketball or, or if they change it where you have to go two or, or three years, mm-hmm. I think that would be different. But if you can go one year and play college basketball, I think a lot of these kids like to have that experience. Yeah. I mean, it's definitely different. And the only thing I think could change how it plays out and it's, it would be similar to the baseball method is if the G league legitimately becomes a farm system for because it's not right now. Right. The, the NCAA is your farm system. You're where you get the majority of your players. Right. If it starts becoming where you're put, you a lot of guys are making it from the G League, then yeah, because there's not even a lot of guys that go from the NCAA to the G League, then to the NBA. The G League is usually like, once you're there, you've got to really rise above to move to the NBA. Right. And so until it becomes like a legit farm system, I, I don't think it would have a huge impact. Yeah, because, I mean, look at baseball now. Like, the the minors have always been, you know, you, you can go make a little bit of money, but you could also get lost in the, in the yeah, shuffle yeah. there, too. So, but it, um, there, now, now but, with college baseball being so much more exposure and things like that in, in the last 10 years or so, I, I think more people are opting to go and play baseball for three years in college and then go to the minors where you're not having to probably – Start in rookie ball and start at ground zero. You're, you can yeah, probably maybe be a rookie a. ball. Yeah, yeah, maybe get double A, then then triple yeah. A, and find yourself in the majors there in a couple of years. Interesting. Never thought about it like that. Yeah, that's a. Uh, so who are these other five stars? Tennessee basketball should be. Looking so I, I do want to mention Kenny Chandler is is he's. I don't know if Rick Barnes is doing this um, kind of method where he's just getting guys that just win basketball games, but Kenny Chandler is another one of those guys that he's a winner. He's a two-time Mister Basketball winner in the state of Tennessee. Um, he is. Transferring to Sunrise Christian Academy in in Kansas, this uh, for his senior season. I think that's where he plays AAU basketball. Or in, there's a out of, base out of Kansas. Yeah, something like gotcha. that. Um, and then I don't know if you saw Mari Thomas in a lot of his uh, yeah. prior crests. Mm-hmm. Um, but Tennessee's just doing a great job of getting winners. They played in the state championship against Catholic, end up losing that game. But a, a guy that has played in the top level and he's played in the peach jam and you know pretty much anything you can think of he, he's right. been a part of um and then recruiting memphis tennessee just got a flag just stuck in the middle of memphis and right. uh it's been great over the past couple of seasons you had five commits in football last season jerry Pruitt and somebody wrote about how important it is to make west tennessee that region important in football and then obviously it's going to be important in basketball moving forward and someone talked about how he's done such a good job of keying in on that region and i don't remember who wrote the article but you know talked about all the players and the impacts they've had at tennessee or could have and it's tough to recruit there because it's six hours away from knoxville so even though it's in state it's not really close you can get to about half the sec right before you can get to to tennessee yeah it, it, it is a weird the way tennessee state's laid out it's not Atlanta to Athens. Um, right. It's it's not a 
than Miami to get. I mean, Miami, Gainesville is the closest SEC school to somewhere like Miami. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, it's a little bit different than um, th- than a lot of these places that get to claim in-state. And obviously Tennessee, usually when they talk about in-state, they emphasize Memphis, but now it's becoming a true, you know, they're able to, they're actually able to go in there and get talent out of it. Yep. It's been huge. Huge. I, I liked his uh, quote in his commitment video. Did you, did you see that? It was like uh, I'm still gonna rep my state, yeah, or, or rep my, my city, city, but play for my state. Yeah, no, it's I'm, I'm still gonna rep my city, but now it's time to play for my state. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. See, I'm I like that. that. Yeah. So, but do we have any more five stars? I think Tennessee is. We need a big man. I mean, there's there's no doubt about it. You need to to find a big man, and I think that's where Tennessee is gonna swing next is find somebody that maybe can do some pick and roll stuff with. Kitty Champ, you got a name, or are you just you gonna go vague? I, no, I'm, I'm gonna go Paolo Bonchero. Um, he uh, kid from Seattle, Washington. Already got a crystal ball from Tennessee. He's the number three player overall in the country. Power forward, six nine, two thirty five. I've I've been saying we need a big man desperately. I mean, we just I know we hoped for uh, Urosh to be uh, very effective. I don't know. We'll see how far along Kumwa can come. <laughs> Corey Walker. Maybe. Maybe can uh, be impactful in that way. And then you have uh, EJ Anasiki for one year. He's not the biggest, but he plays big, which is good. Mm-hmm. Just to mention, uh, Tennessee needs size. Yep. And they're That's also fun. swinging with some other ones. Jabari Smith, he's uh, out of Tyrone, Georgia. He's a 6'10 power forward, the number four player in the country. And then you have Caleb Houston at a Monteverde Academy. If that sounds familiar, that's where Ben Simmons and D'Angelo Russell Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so that, that's and those are all 2021 class, right? Right. Well, Caleb Houston was a 2022 and um, reclassified. reclassified to 2021. Nice. He's a number eight player in the country. So Tennessee's wanting to get a, a big guy that can move. I'd like to see some of that pick and roll stuff. It'd be nice. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, when when's the last time Tennessee's had a true five? Yeah. Or anyone that could really play the five? John Fulgerson? Or, I mean, <laughs> really like a, a big four. Yeah. When's the last time they've had that? Yeah, Grant Williams has kind of been playing against – when he played the Kentuckys, he was, you know, playing against guys that were bigger than him. Yeah, he was very undersized, yeah. Which he, he had no problem handling it. I'm but, not not yeah. doubting Grant Williams, but mm-hmm. I'm sure if he if you ask him if he wanted, you know, would have liked to have had a couple more inches on those guys, he probably would have taken them. Oh, he, yeah. he probably would have left mine. 100%. 100%. <laughs> uh, so the quote was, I will always rep my city, but I'm going to play for my state. That was the quote. I like it. I do like that. And Tennessee plays. They won't. We'll see. Will they? Will they renew the rivalry with Memphis after this year? They right. play in Nashville. So, yeah, this they year. play in Nashville this year. So yeah, that's that's. After the first year, you were pretty much assuming it wouldn't happen. I love that people in Memphis are like, "Oh, Penny would have had him if he like made him a priority." I'm like, "How is that an argument that a team wouldn't take a five? Like, wouldn't they might have backed off of him?" But not because they didn't want him. Because you're getting whooped. Yeah, because they. But, but also, why would you back off? All you you can't really back off. All you can do is Zoom calls right now. Yeah. It's not like you're you're not going to allocate time to going and visiting him. And you, why would you not if he lives twenty minutes away from your campus? Mm-hmm. But they didn't back off of him if they did because they didn't want him anymore. It had yeah. nothing to do with that. Yeah. The number one point guard in the country. You were on his short list, and you were just like, "Nah, I'm good. You can go wherever you want. We don't care." Right. It's whatever. But, yeah, yeah, I'll be interested to see if they renew that rivalry. I think they need to. I think it's good for – we talked to Chris Lofton, and and that was his favorite game, obviously, because of what happened in it. But he also was like, 
just because the atmosphere. He's like, you woke up at 9 a.m. and the hotel was already going crazy, which is like a normal football Saturday for Tennessee. Yeah. But to have those kind of experiences for basketball, that's awesome. And Tennessee needs that. Yeah, I got to keep that rolling. I I I hope basketball stays. Yeah, I hope it does that. I hope Penny's not just like a – he's kind of a butthole about all that. Rick Barnes was – when it originally all happened, I wouldn't entirely blame (laughs) I think he needs to try to – whatever needs to happen on on Tennessee's end, they need to just work past it because I think the state needs it. But when it all originally went down, we know Penny just made up that bullcrap just to, I guess, protect himself for why he did what he did. Um, And I understand not wanting to play coaches that are are like that, that are petty like that, but – it should be it should be bigger than the coaching rivalry. Mm-hmm. Shake his hand and move on. You don't have to talk to him. You don't have to talk to him in mid court during warm ups. Yep. Just just move on from it. Where are they are they playing in um, Bridgestone or Nashville? Or? I think they are. They are. I think it is in Bridgestone. Um, dude, you watch Kenny Chandler's highlights. Fast, can get to the rim. Very aware. Can dunk. Too. Super athletic. Yeah. I can pass. I think that's kind of the question. Like that's a question this year. I think you assume it's probably going to be. Um, Keon Johnson or Jaden Springer, uh, bringing the ball up. Is that who we did? Keon Johnson. Uh, uh, who we deter? Who who we decide? I would say Victor Bailey. Well, okay, yeah, but even then, you're like, ah, do we have a true point guard? I don't know. Like that's still kind of. Yeah, I don't think we have a true. With Kenny Chandler, you know who's gonna be in 2021. You know who's gonna be bringing the ball up the court. Yeah, absolutely. So, he 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 definitely has a a lot of control and um, how he plays the game. Dude, his bounce is nasty. Did, his ability did, did to get it... to the rim. His athleticism reminds me a lot of Jordan Bone. Like, yes. he's a more polished Jordan Bone. Yeah. I, I would say, yeah, that's, I mean, I think that's a great. And he's a great defender, too. Yeah, I think that's a, a great comparison of Tennessee players. Um, if we're going to compare him, I mean, I'd go farther than that, and you'd pick an NBA guard, and I think. Yeah, ja, I mean, John ja Moran. <laughs> ja, no, he, his ability to get to the rim, yep. it, it reminds me a lot of John ja Moran. Yep. I think a lot of people have said that, too, when you watch it. Um, when you watch his highlights, you're like, it's easy to see if you're John ja Morant why you'd be like, I like this kid. He plays a lot like you. That's why you mm-hmm. like him a lot. So. Yeah. And then, obviously, the Memphis connection, I'm sure, helped. But it can't hurt. No. Also got some uh, some news on the football recruiting front yeah. today. Uh, Tennessee got a commitment, their first commitment out of the 2022 class, Jimmy Scott. I like that name. Jimmy Scott. Jimmy Scott. What's uh, – <coughs> so, 2022, you, you see your, get, your first commitment. You mm-hmm. see any more soon, or is it going to be a uh, – is that just a random, the, random thing that happened? The good thing about the twenty twenty two class is there's a a lot of talent in state, yeah, like a lot of talent like similar to the two thousand nineteen class. It if you see Nashville growing the way it is still, <clears throat> and then Knoxville's always had like random, yeah, pockets of talent. I think it's getting more consistent now. Mm-hmm. Um, I think you're going to see a lot of the in state talent, and then you have Memphis. Obviously, you're going to see a lot of the in state talent get very, very uh, popular amongst the the country yep yeah so jimmy scott commits he's the number two player in new york um strong three-star strong side defensive end 6'3 250 out of hamburg new york getting the the northeast kids i think you can credit joe osevet for that i'm Probably pretty so. sure that's his that's his cup of tea up in the northeast um hey we lock one down and <clears throat> again a position of need you right. can never have too many pass rushers Never. Just like um, you can never have too many guards. No, no, never, never. Jimmy Scott. He he's also got a, a decent 
um, to be just a three star, he's got a decent offer list. Yeah, I was I was scanning over that. Um, a couple SEC schools: Arkansas, Ole Miss, um, Texas A and M. He's got some NC State, Duke, Arizona State, Michigan State, Michigan State. Yeah, Pitt. So pretty good. We offer throw him list. Pitt in there. Penn? Did you say Penn State? Penn State is has not offered oh, okay. him yet. Oh yeah. Why are they on that list? I guess because they've shown interest. Yeah, I guess. Oh, yeah. I clicked on interest. That's why. Not offers. But, yeah. Osave getting it done. I really like that guy. I do, too. He's I mean, become one of my favorite assistant coaches on the staff. Yeah, and uh, he kind of got thrown into that role when um, – um, who's who did he replace immediately? He hopped on the road overnight. Was it um, – um, Oh my gosh! I don't remember either. Was it Cher? <laughs> maybe. Because Niedermeyer maybe. went to. Then that's when Niedermeyer probably would have flipped to the defensive side. Or was it Chris Rump? It might have. One of those guys. I, I'm assuming it's when Niedermeyer um, flipped over to the defensive side. But they put him on the road, and we kind of we talked about on this show. This may be a tryout of sorts, and uh, he's he's earned his keep. Yeah, he's earned his keep, and then and then some too. I think. Uh, that that's going to be a really really important part of Jeremy Pruitt's staff is recruiting, and it should be. Uh, it's not about the Jimmys and Joe, or it's not about the X's and O's. It's about the Jimmys and Joes. If you can't, if you recruiting doesn't always mean winning, but you cannot win without recruiting. Oh, absolutely. It's not gonna it's not gonna always translate perfectly, but <laughs> if you don't do the first part, you're never gonna you're never gonna be able to do the second part ever, and which is winning. Yep. Never gonna be able to. Got to have him in there. Yeah, it's it's definitely a lot. Like, I don't think an NFL coach, I don't think he'd be unsuccessful, but it's definitely more difficult to come in and have to, like, find your talent. Yeah, if they're not – if they don't have a ton of college football experience, it would definitely – it would be a learning curve. <clears throat> yep. It would. I think Lane Kiffin kind of – he didn't come from the NFL, but I think that was a big learning curve for him, just – all the NCAA violations and everything. Oh, I mean, he just flat out <laughs> cheated. He learned it from the best at yep. USC. So yeah, got to. He uh, yeah, he he's probably more fit for the. You can't cheat too much at the NFL level unless you're unless you're uh, old Bill Belichick and filming teams. There's more into there's 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 more cheating yeah, to be done at the college football like level. The Jets or something like that. Oh, he filmed everybody. He just got caught against the Jets and the Bengals. Yeah. Like two people, you get caught against the worst teams. That's what someone said. They're like, if you got, if you were cheating against the Jets and the, if you got caught cheating against the Jets and the Bengals, you weren't just cheating against the Jets. It's a good point. Yeah, you weren't definitely. <laughs> um, tailgating, it's happened. We're doing it. Even, even when, even with, with so Plowman saying, yeah. So she said no tailgating. On campus, but then she was. I, then they went back and said they haven't made a decision it, on. No, 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 no. It wasn't fan what, tailgating. Yeah, yeah. So when she said that, and it wasn't. I'm not saying they they may have walked back on it. I guess, but when she said it, they did not necessarily clarify. Yeah. What it now? When I go and read the transcript, I don't know. They may have walked back. I don't know. But she meant there's not going to be like Tennessee organized tailgates. Right. Like there won't be tailgating at like fraternity row. Because that would be, you know, Greek life is part of school. It's a school organization. They won't be doing that. Sure. And, you know, they hold those. A lot of Circle Park. Yeah. A lot of the so. Circle Park ones are organized by the university. Like, those will not be allowed. Mm-hmm. Um, now, I would imagine 
they'll say no fan tailgating on campus. So any on-campus parking lots will probably not be allowed to be tailgated in. Yeah. Like G10 won't be able to. Circle Park would not be able to. Um, I just I, – I would be shocked because you can't control the numbers of people in there. No, you can't. You can't. But we'll be tailgating. We will. Around campus. Somewhere. Not on. Not on. Yeah, we got we got some stuff in the works. Um, so, yeah, just stay tuned and we'll, we'll have that out and maybe you can stop by and – Hang out. Yeah, we won't bring a mask. You. Bring a mask. Just yeah, just bring a mask. <laughs> um, that's all we. That's all we require. You know what we need to do? Because surely the Vol Navy's like okay, <clears throat> Calhouns. If they haven't given a crap this long, they're not going to magically give a crap during football season. No. So the Vol Navy will still be at Calhouns. We need to. We need to get on a boat and do that one game. That'd be fun. Yeah. Do a boat tailgate. Sailgate. Sailgate. Exactly. We'll do yeah. some sailgating. Um, We've never done Vol Navy as a as a tailgate or anything like that. I, I've I've been on it once. Uh, I was young, so I mean we I guess it was, we tailgated. We we rode down the river and docked and then left that night. Hmm. But it'd be fun. I'd love to do. It would be I'd fun. love to do Vol Navy um, in its full experience. I, so if you own a boat, hit me up because I do not. <laughs> yeah. I own, I own a boat, but it's a one seater kayak. Um, gotcha. So yeah, that that wouldn't be as much fun for you all. Yeah, can't um, get many people on that. No, uh, we've tried, and we failed. <laughs> it's not a not a not fit for for everybody. Um, so what would be the insurance claim on that if it caught on fire? I, uh, cheap. They probably pay it out. <laughs> they probably pay it out no problem. They're like yeah, here's a hundred dollars. <laughs> I forgot about that boat fire. Yeah. Dang, it's amazing what you know what a, a terrible year could make you forget. That was the day the boat caught on fire and a uh, uh, person in the Pride passed out. Yeah. And everyone was like, this is a bad omen. Yeah, it was a terrible omen. We got embarrassed that day. Was It, it was, was a Georgia, Georgia State, State game. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, that was rough. Babe, we're better off. <laughs> Maybe. It might have all worked out for the better. Yeah. We'll, we'll have to see. We'll see. Um, I'm, not, I'm not willing to say it for sure, but. Yeah, I think tailgates have, and I don't. I don't see how you can really stop it. You, you definitely can't stop stop them off campus, right? But I would be pretty. I'd be pretty shocked if you have any on campus tailgating, because mm-hmm. you can easily regulate those. You can block parking lots off, and there's not going to be a need for a lot of parking lots to. Maybe and maybe that's the thing. Maybe it'll be like certain parking lots because it sounds like they're going to try to get a percentage <laughs> of fans in. How packed is the fort going to be? Yeah, probably so. Ugh. I mean, it's already packed now. Imagine when you're not able to like, yeah, go out, go to Circle Park or G10 right. and stuff like that. That's gonna be. Oh, uh, I mean, the the strip better be prepared. Can Cool yeah. Beans start doing eminent domain to the parking lots around it? Just do like a massive Cool Beans tailgate. They should do like the take whole over Papa, Papa John's. John's. Take yeah. over Papa John's. Yeah. Take just over. Like, we're gonna buy you out for the day. Yeah, just one day. That's all mm-hmm. we need. And. Actually, that'd be a great idea. They should do a combined thing. That is a great idea. I mean, I'm, I'm printing money over here for you guys. Yeah. <laughs> um, Copyrighted, right? Yeah, exactly. That's a, tr- a trademark. Yeah, Those trademark. are legal in the state of Tennessee. <laughs> um, trying to think of some other places that'll be madhouses. The church will probably be a madhouse if they allow it. Yep. Just because it'll be an off-campus place that'll they're going to be able to tailgate. What about um, World's Fair Park? I... Uh, I don't know, because I don't. I don't think you could like 
people might do it, but I think you'd have to like rent spaces there to do events like that. Oh really? Yeah, I don't, I don't, you couldn't just I don't show know, like, up. I guess you could try. They might kick you if it's like an organized thing though. They might try to kick you yeah. off and alcohol. I imagine it's not allowed. Hmm. I don't know. I don't know the rules. I mean, no clue. I'm trying to think It'll, of some other places too. I mean, you can go to the movie theater and park on top of that. People may be tailgating down there. Yeah. That's a. I'd want to be in sight of the stadium. Yeah. If I'm going to do it, otherwise, it wouldn't, otherwise, I just want to do it at like a house. Close. Yeah. If if you're if you're splitting, if you're doing that. Yeah. But I agree. I don't. What do, so? What are you? What do you think our percentage is at right now? How many are they going to let in? I think it's probably around twenty thousand. It's going to be interesting if. Do you, like, you donate in the top 20 percent? No, there's this no year? way. There's no way. There's no way. Um, I'm just thinking like, so school is is starting back. If it if it's the way that I've heard it's going, in terms of like cases and stuff like that, I just don't see people in the stadium. I, I yeah. So I think I've said maybe like, boxes. Yeah, yeah. I th- I think there'll be people in the the luxury suites regardless. Um, I think I said like a month ago, I think it's just gonna be friends and family. I, I still think that's probably a good possibility, but the way they've taught, they're talking. I think it seems like, and it could just be like a public facade to make everything feel comfortable. Like they, cause everything I've heard is public. I, I don't know anything more than you are. Um, kind of seems like they may be trying to get like a 20% in yeah. something like that. So, and I think that's probably your high number. I think you're right. That, but that I think is probably like today they're thinking, yeah, it's probably as much as we could do. Um, and then I don't, you know, like friends and family, like how many is that? Because if each player is given uh, four tickets or, you know, however many, they, um, that's like a thousand people, which isn't a lot at all. Right. And then do cheerleaders and band, do they get friends and family? Nah, I don't know. Because that's how, like, well, I've seen a lot of the high schools in the area are doing it. The, the kids' parents ban players, cheerleaders. All of their parents are getting the first, first opportunity to buy tickets and then there's like a thousand tickets left after that yeah it's like a season you buy like a home season pass for 40 bucks is that how that's how South Bulls okay so I so I assume that's how Knox County is doing it but no 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 no, that's not a Knox County thing I've seen like I think it was Carter I saw today posted about it like on Monday the parents of the players and band members all of them on Monday they have the opportunity to buy them after Monday it goes public and it's like the first thousand Gotcha. And I think they have some people who are season ticket holders, and they'll have, yeah, they'll have their they it's have like, their tickets each game, and it's eight dollars a piece. So I'm like, what am I? I'm not saving anything if I if I buy that season ticket. Like it, it doesn't yeah. give you anything. It, it never does. Yeah. They, they're just give, giving you opportunity not to go to the gate. I guess. Yeah. I don't know. It's just like okay. I don't know. I mean, it, dude, I think Diamond Clear Media, dude, if they get that figured out and get some right people. And to just announce the games, yeah, no, I think I mean, that's a huge opportunity for them. You would, you're gonna have a lot of eyes on you this year, where you norm, you normally have, you normally have, uh, you know, parents who can't, grandparents who don't live in the same city yeah. watching it. Now you're gonna have a lot of people who would normally go to those games. Maybe they're not in that group of parents or whatever that, maybe they're higher risk, you know, people who can't go to the game. Um, so yeah, you're, you're right. There's gonna be a lot more eyes on on internet stream games normally yeah. which is fine with me but you never really know if like that game's gonna be on Diamond Clear Media like the, there was a lot of problems last year with like the connection and, and everything like that 
So. I never. I, I don't. I watched quite a few on at least all the away games. I never had any issues. Now most games there wasn't. It was just a stream. Yeah. Like there wasn't anything. Right. There's no one commenting. Mm-hmm. Which just can't be fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I agree. What's up, uh, Big Dog? Space Mountain said six and four this year. I don't like that, but <coughs> I, don't, I mean, I got to see the schedule to tell you because I feel like swing games can be dictated by who you play before, who you play after, maybe sometimes and uh, bye weeks. Six I want to see a schedule for six I give and you four. Good. I mean, that's that how, you, how mad can you be though? That means you probably lost the four games you were supposed to, which is fine, but it's also upsetting. Like, what fun is it when you know you're going to lose a game? Yeah, see, I mean, that'd be Alabama, Georgia, Florida, Auburn, or Texas A&M. Yeah. I mean, they're they're ranked in the top 15 in the country. I just so feel like you got to go get one of those. And the flip well, side. Well, so, six and four, you'd get one. Right. So, you get, like, probably Auburn or. Who you beat two Texas years ago. A&M. Right. Now, the theory to you got to go get one of those, you're also probably saying you, you may lose one of those. So, that means you may lose, like, a Missouri or. Kentucky, who a lot of people are. Cole Kubiak is high on Kentucky. Yeah, that's a little too high. I I understand being high on them, but I think he was maybe uh, riding that cloud nine a little bit. Yeah, I think they were five and we were eight. But I don't think there's a huge difference. It's not even based on our ranking in Kentucky. They were ranked above A&M, I think Auburn in his. Yeah. Yeah, so that, yeah, I don't think, like Auburn, Texas A&M, and Tennessee, I don't think there's a huge difference in those three teams. I just don't see Kentucky being a lot better than last year, which last year they were 8-4, eight and, eight and something like that, yeah, to end the like season. Mm-hmm. It's not terrible. Um, but, I mean, that's not fantastic either. I just don't see how they get better. There's not a lot of teams that lose their best player and get better. True. Doesn't happen often. Yep. I agree. Tennessee fans are talking about 98 as I say that. A lot of people, I mean, that's what a lot of people's arguments. I don't, Kentucky will not win a national championship. That's not what I'm saying. But a lot of people argued that uh, Tennessee could not get better losing Peyton Manning. But then there are a lot of Tennessee fans who would point out to you that Al Wilson was your best player, not Peyton Manning. So, depends on how you look at it, I guess. I mean, I, that's, I'm trying to think of who they lost, maybe on defense. Because if you lose both of those, then, yeah, there's no way. You lost Cash Stanley, didn't you? Yeah, I think yeah, you did. So. Yeah, so you probably did. I don't, I don't see how you improve. I'm not saying you necessarily get worse because you did have Lynn Bowden Jr. playing quarterback, and he is not a quarterback. Um, so I don't necessarily think you get worse. I just don't see how you get better. Yeah. Because you, it's not like you had a running game outside of Lynn Bowden Jr. He was your running game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're, they're talking about their offensive line and their running backs. I was just like, your best running back is gone. Yeah. I don't know how it happens. I don't know. Yeah, we'll see. I mean, so, but, but maybe it, they surprise me. Maybe. But that's the kind of the flip side to saying, you know, you should get one of those games that you, you, you shouldn't win. It probably means you, you, you could lose a game you shouldn't. Uh, hopefully it's not Vanderbilt because Vanderbilt's going to be bad. They're going to be worse than hopefully last year. Hopefully it's not Arkansas either. Or, or Arkansas. They're going to be bad. They should be better than they were last year. <laughs> I think Vandy gets worse. I think Missouri's bad too. Missouri is probably not going to be very good. They are probably worse than they were last year. I still think they're better than Vanderbilt. They're right, probably right there with Kentucky, and probably. Yeah, I think you got to win that. I, I think you got to win those three games. Those three games are for sure wins. I don't think South Carolina will be that good either. South Carolina could be. This is it's got to be Will Muschamp's last year if it's if it's a media. Last year should have been his last year. Yeah. Well, his buyout is huge. 
which is how do you hire a coach like that and get Tennessee did it. What am I? What am I saying? <laughs> yeah, what am I, I was about to say. What am I saying? What am I saying? Let's jump into our. Let's speaking of our misery. Let's jump into our position preview. Quarterbacks. Quarterbacks. Um, I, I think the the big thing with this group is you have some depth. Yeah. You have some experience, which I, I don't think besides Garantano last year you couldn't really say that. Um, so I think this is a pretty deep quarterback room. I, I feel like it's just. And and who you who you added, and then can those guys make the next jump in their development? That's that's the question. It sucks that this is a question because you have a fifth year senior who has started for three years, mm-hmm. or this will be his third year starting, I guess. If if he does, we'll get into that. And then you bring in a five star, four star, whatever service this you will be look at. His fourth year, fourth year starting. He's 17, 17. 18, 19. Yeah, yeah. fourth year starting. Yep. Half of 17, so however you want to right. call it. Yeah. Four years starting. You have a four-year starter, assuming he's a starter. A five-star quarterback. And you're going, I don't know. Just because, I mean, I, I'm, I get. I've seen Harrison Bailey's stats. I've seen him play. We've read about him. I get. But I'm not I'm not willing to say it. Because like, right now, he's not even. I know they haven't even started practice yet. But you can't even say he's beat out the guy in front of him yet. And the guy in front of him isn't very impressive. Yeah, I mean, he he didn't get the opportunity to do that in the spring. No, which I'm not that, – that has not a knock on him at all. Right. It just sucks that you have and, – and you have a guy like Brian Mauer who a lot of people like. I think a lot of people liked him because his energy. I'm not saying that's a bad reason to like him, but I, I think that's it, – it wasn't necessarily his play, and it, but his energy and the, the in, I guess, enthusiasm he brought to the team when he was in the game. The swagger, if you will. Um, I like – I've liked JT Shrout for a long time. Um, his – Prior to his freshman year, I thought I still think besides Harrison Bailey, he's the most talented quarterback on the roster. I'm not saying he's the best necessarily, um, but he seems to have the strongest arm. He seems the one most confident to make those throws. Uh, so I I like JT Shroud. I, I don't know what the holdup with him is. I don't know where what what slowed down his development because I thought he could have been a guy that at least was better than what his three star said. Yeah, I, I think he's he's fourth to me. Um, and, I think and, I think he's fourth, but that's ma- mainly based on what I think about people's kind of the same reason. Like, I mean, if you were if you had JT Shroud or Brian Maurer, you're going to go Brian Maurer because of his energy and energy and what he gives leadership, you athletically. The leadership, yeah. But I think I, I'm shocked JT Shroud. I don't. I just don't know what it is with Garantano. I don't know what it is. I don't get it. Just like him <clears throat> being a starter, being the guy. I don't get it. I think a lot of it last year was just that was a guy that you just relied on because you didn't really have anything else. Right. And I don't know the even the Alabama the Alabama game, you remember uh we went down, I think we kicked a field goal with Brian Maurer quarterback. <clears throat> and uh everybody thought we moved the ball well. I think he was like five for seven. It was a good drive. And and oops. 60, 50 yards, something like that. And then they take him out and put Garantano in. So I, I just don't – I don't know. I don't I don't know what, what it is about him either, but they, the staff seems to trust him more than anybody else on the roster. Which I'm sure has a lot to do with practice. But it's like we've seen the short clip. Like how much does he change in practice when the camera – like when they go to um, ones versus scout team. Mm-hmm. Or they go ones versus ones. What changes? Because 
is it just that bad that he's he's your default? Because the throws you see against air on seven on seven aren't wildly impressive. No. Is everyone else just that bad? Maybe I don't know. I mean, he he was a huge part in that six game winning streak. I don't want to take that away. From no, he he was, but uh, and coming off the bench is not an easy thing to do at, at the quarterback position. No. Um, so I, I do want to give him credit for that, and I think he overcame a lot yeah. of, of neg- negativity after that Alabama game. That's not easy to to play again. No, no, no. yeah, and, that, and for him to to play again and kind of elevate where he was at at the beginning of the season, that was that was impressive. Yeah, it, it's hard to it, you can't discredit what he did in the six games to end the season, but he also was a lot of the reason you lost the first two games. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. So, I mean, th- I get- this is this is his opportunity to rewrite what Tennessee fans think about him. Yeah. He's got one of the best offensive lines in the country, and he got better last year as the offensive line got better. You yeah, had two did. starting tackles that were true freshmen. Right. That's that's not easy to come in no. and play those positions against SEC edge rushers. Right. Um, but it, they improved over the, the course of the season, and, and so did he. So, I think having an offensive line is going to boost his confidence. It's going to make him more comfortable in the pocket. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, and you have Jim Chaney. You haven't had the same coordinator for two years since he's been here. And I think that's the biggest difference. Yeah. I think that's going to be the biggest difference. You're not having to him. learn a, a different playbook. It's the no. same thing. And, I mean, and, and what goes along with learning a different playbook, it's really the, the terminology a lot of times where you have to look first or what you have to do pre-snap changes drastically. I don't know what's changed between – at least for at least you have the same head coach. Mm-hmm. The last this will be your third year, yep. um, so I'm sure Jerry Pruitt tried to keep some of the the same principles um, when they went from Tyson Helton to Jim Chaney, but it's still it's still a change and yep. not an easy one, especially when you consider. I mean, Jim Chaney, he does have a lot of proven success, so I'm sure there was a lot of. It wasn't like oh let's let's fool around see what works what doesn't. It was like no we're gonna come in and do my way, and yep. that I'm sure that played in a lot with it. Um, I. I want, I really want JG to be good. I do. I just don't see. I don't know. I don't know how. It, I don't know how. Yeah, I think competition is, I don't know is, how. is another thing as well. Is like you have to have an incredible short leash with JG this year because you have guys with experience. Yeah. Brian Maurer was a true freshman last year with, and he was a he wasn't a highly rated guy coming out of high school. Like, yeah, right. sure, he had some athletic ability, but reading the defense and everything like that, I don't think he had any clue. No. And I think that showed with his, some of his decision-making last year. Um, you know, the, J, 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 JT Stroud was another one who showed flashes, but right. the decision-making just wasn't what they were looking for, and that's why they went back to JG. So, hopefully they're able to take a next step, and if JG isn't – is he? he's the same guy we see uh, when we play Georgia State, I think take him out and put somebody else in. You, you have that luxury this year, and I think you need to utilize it. Yep. Because I think you do have four competent quarterbacks on your roster. Last year, I think going into Georgia State, I would have said you maybe have one, maybe. Because I don't know, I don't know if I would have going into Georgia State. I don't know if I would have said trust Brian Maurer, JT Shroud. But and he's he's never really had to fight for his starting job. No, no, no. no. It, Besides it, when Dormady was here, but Dormady wasn't good either. No, that was a bad situation. It was. Yeah, it was, it was a bad situation. I, 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 I've said it. I'm not going to, I mean, he's old enough. It's not like he's like, you know, he, he he knows better, or, you know, he does. But he could handle the situation better, but 
you also everything we know about that coaching staff, we have to assume they handled it very. We saw they handled it poorly mm-hmm. on game day. We have to assume they handled it poorly behind the scenes because that would have just gone right on. It's part of the storybook. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of just been the quarterback by default since that year. I yeah. mean, they brought Keller Christ in. He wasn't even the starter at Stanford. I don't. I think he threw a decent ball, but like, he definitely wasn't. He wasn't. He wouldn't stand out better than JG if he was better. No. Space Mountain said, Harrison Bailey with that top O-line and Eric Gray running back is pretty dang good. I don't disagree. I hope you're right, too, because... Yeah, and, and I, I think if Harrison Bailey gets a spring, I think you have a better idea of who yeah, who Harrison Bailey is as, as a college quarterback <laughs> and, you know, how much ground he has to right. to, to gain to you, win the starting job. You at least would have gotten to see him against somebody. Right. <laughs> yep. Even a scrimmage. Uh, Fireball said, he's tougher. He is tough. Oh, we know. <laughs> But he's not going to win a Cincinnati. I also agree with that. Yeah, and that, that's true. Like, he's not going to drive down the field and win you a football game. That's No. He's just not. Can Harrison Bailey? He might. Give him a chance. He's a winner. He's a winner. He is. He's he's won a lot in his life. That's a good And, and there's a reason why he was ranked the number 30 player in the country and a five-star quarterback by rivals. Yeah. There's a reason for it. Yep, absolutely. To win in the state of Georgia at the highest classification, you have to be a great quarterback. And I think it was Marietta's first state championship in like oh, really? 70 years. 70? 57 or something. It was a long time. Like, what was his name? <laughs> Dang it. I wish I could have said that. It's on my head. Now I lost it. Mm. Herman Boone and uh, what was <laughs> oh, those guys uh, were coaching? Golly, that's going to frustrate me. We yeah. blitz all night. I don't remember his, his name. name. Not very memorable. Made it in the Virginia Football Hall of Fame. Sure. Yeah. But I can't remember your name. You're nothing. <laughs> did he end up making it? I thought he did. I thought that oh, was part okay. of the story. Like, okay, yeah, yeah. That's right. That's right. That's right. Hayden Pinnitier was his daughter. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm about to look it up now. And Ron Gosling was a, a that liability. Is, at that is one of my favorite memes. Like, yeah, girls can think all they want about Ryan Gosling, but the fact is he was an absolute liability. Oh. <laughs> Well, um, Bill Yost. Yost! Yost! What is he? Oh, he's like, you're never going to be... He, the guy that yells at him about never being in the Hall of Fame. Because he, you know... That's a good movie. It is a great movie. That's one of the few movies... I was watching Shameless. I, I wasn't watching it. It was on. I was watching it. I'm sorry. I, I think it jumped the shark a long time ago. Um, great show. Great show. It was, it was good. But they had... There's like... Have you seen like the newest seasons where... Mm-hmm. Like there's a lot of basketball in them? Yeah. I'm like, why would TV shows and movies not just hire one person to come in and be like, hey, does it look like we're playing basketball correctly? And they could go, no, it doesn't look like it at all. Yeah. Like some of these movies, like some of the movies are, especially football, most of the time they do a really good job, especially if they're geared for football. But then you get like all American. Terrible. You couldn't find anybody to bring in and be like, is this how you throw a football? (laughs) Because we don't really know. There's one show and it's, the the guy's like the quarterback and he's like throwing and he like cocks his arm back. It's um I forget what it's called. It's some like teen drama. Yeah, yeah. From like the early two thousands. He's like awful. Yeah, it's like gets way back here and <laughs> you couldn't find anybody. Not one yeah. person. Like, that, how that hard is to find a decent looking person that can throw a it's, it's not even that, just have one person teach him how to like This is how it? you <laughs> this is how it looks on a football field. Mm-hmm. Or go watch a one football game. One. Yeah. Get a good idea of but one basketball game. It blows my mind how many Yeah, do some character research, man. <laughs> exactly. Char- character research. <laughs> what do we got next? 
That's position preview. Oh, how how could I forget? So right. so who, who's your starter week one? JG. I'm not mad about it. I'm really not. I just it's fru- you, just, you just want more from him. Yeah, and it's frustrating because, like I said at, at the beginning of this, this position preview, it sucks to have a question mark when you're talking about a fifth year guy who's been a four year starter, and then you have a five star coming in. It's like this shouldn't be a question. Somebody just somebody go win games. I don't care who it is. I don't care if they end up putting freaking Jimmy Holiday back there and winning games. I I think he'll 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 have a package. Yeah, I, I, he should. Yeah, you'd be dumb not to. Right, Jimmy the Jet. I know you're listening. Make a make a make a Jimmy Holiday package. Yep, do it. So, I, I just think it's the good thing about Harrison Bailey is like no one has won the job. No, like no, no. one last year solidified it enough to where like that's your starter. You know you'll have to sit this year. No. No, it's, you, it's, you should have an opportunity to go win the job. I don't think it's, but I, I do think it's between them two. Yeah, yeah, but I don't think it's like day one. Like I don't think it's going in like you got. I don't think it's Harrison Bailey go beat out JG. I think it's a competition. Yeah, I agree. How could it be JG? Especially with like Josh Palmer is like the only really returning receiver. Yep. And Ramel, you could argue Ramel Keaton, but he played at, with Harrison Bailey all through high school. So, true. Good point. Good point. I don't know. We'll see. It's going to be uh, interesting to see who rolls out there for the Florida Florida game. I'm just hoping. I'm trying to speak it into existence. Oh, the Florida game. Yeah. Because you don't get to go play uh, Charlotte first, <laughs> whoever that quarterback is. That's probably why I feel like I'm leaning more towards JG. If it was somebody else, you know. Excuse me. If it was a. Uh, Another another team you're playing week one, maybe. One thing about Brian Maurer, he has to do better at decision-making. I just looked it up. He had five interceptions with 75 attempts. That's bad. <laughs> How many touchdowns did he have? Not many. Um, that ratio can't be great. Two. Yeah. Against Georgia. They were both against Georgia? Yep. He had a couple rushing at least. Two or three. He had two. One against Alabama and one against UTC. Nice. Well, four touchdowns. Yep. We'll see with Maurer. I don't know. Maybe he comes along. He was five for seven. 71%, 62 yards against Alabama. And one drive? He just played one drive? I don't know if it was one drive, but he he came out of the game. Did he throw a pick? He did throw a pick. He got injured in that game, too. Mm. Did he? I don't remember. I thought he, he was got, injured a lot. <laughs> he was injured a lot. I thought he got banged up against Alabama. Hmm. How many attempts? So, JG had 257 attempts, and he threw eight in Yeah, so Brian Maurer left the game with a minute left in the first quarter against Alabama. Hmm. I thought he got injured. Because I remember they – which I realize he is no Tua Tagovailoa. Right. But I remember in an article that night, it was like Alabama loses their starting quarterback. I was like, well, technically Tennessee did too. If we're going to be true to the story. Right. And then freaking Batuli got ejected. That that pisses me off to this day, that ejection. If the dude didn't lay there like he died, I guarantee it doesn't get – because they, they reviewed the play. They didn't even throw a flag originally. You're right. It went to review to review the spot, and they end up ejecting him for yeah, targeting. That's so dumb. Also, if, the, if they don't <clears> – <throat> I don't know. 
God, the SEC so much. <laughs> SEC officials are buffoons. <laughs> they're they're buffoons. All of them. And I don't, it, it's the, oh, there's some good ones. No. Until you prove to me that you're all good, you're all bad. Period. True. Because, like, how does that stuff not get, how is that allowed? How can you watch, because you can watch the Daniel Batui play and say that there was helmet-to-helmet contact. Mm-hmm. But if you are not confident enough on the field to think it's targeting, I don't think you should be allowed to throw it. You'll hear an awful stat. Yeah, sure. What? So how many rushing touchdowns do you think Garantano had last year before the Alabama game? Zero. So, like, again, why do you think that's a good idea to jump over the top? You don't have a single rushing touchdown? Isn't that, isn't that so out of character for him, though? <laughs> like, a lot of people are like, he wanted to be the man. It's like, he's never shown anything that he wanted to be the man ever. Right, Like, yeah. how out of character, if that's why. But regardless, he's has he ever done anything like that before that point? That's true. What happened? Those lights in in Bryant Denny, flip, you know, flip a switch in him or something? I don't, I don't know. I don't know what happened. Like, Mississippi State, he was 6 for 7, 1 touchdown, 106 yards. He played Kentucky, good Mississippi State. 7 for 8, 115 yards, 2 touchdowns. I mean, dude, like, the dude had a... He had six attempts and thirty yards rushing against Kentucky. He just needs to adopt the game manager role, game manager role, and and do it. Yeah, you're not going to be a hero. You don't be, have the arm to be. Be a AJ McCarron. Yeah, you don't have the arm to be a hero. Don't try it. Yep. You no got, reason to. You got plenty of athletes to utilize. Just utilize them. Um, that wall in front of you is going to protect you. I guarantee it. Yeah. Oh yeah. The uh, oh, who's about to? It's got to bring up something about Mauer. Maybe not about Mauer. Hmm. You threw me off. I blame you. <laughs> oh, the back to the Batuli targeting thing real quick. In the Oregon Bowl game, maybe? Okay. Maybe Pac-12 Championship? They uh, they had a very similar play where he was going to hit him low, but at the last minute the receiver um, gets low to either try to dive to make a, an attempt to go farther or just to brace for impact. Mm-hmm. And he, tra- he tried to hit him low. Same thing Daniel Batuli did. He would have had him around the waist. Had he not fallen, and uh, they called targeting on the field, go back and review it and declare that it was like the identical play. I can't remember that say that white safety for Oregon was. Do you know what I'm talking about? I know who you're talking about, but no, I don't. Know you don't remember that play? Yeah. And um, it's just like how how is there so much like it's the it was an identical play. It wasn't well those I could see were those identical play, same set of rules, and you have two opposite outcomes. My thing is if you go low. And you're already at your place to and make you, contact, and somebody else comes in and makes contact with your head. That's not targeting. I'm sorry. Well, in the in the NFL now, the running back will be fined for ducking his head. How often does that hap- has that happened a lot? I think there's enough that they wanted to try to correct the issue. Because what would have happened typically is they just would have said, "All right, no targeting. Player stays." Now they're trying to discourage the running back from lowering their helmet. And they're trying to discourage that by saying, we'll review those plays on Monday and fine you if, if you did it. Well, the good thing about, like, for Titans fans is Derrick Henry is just going to grab that helmet yeah. and just throw it into the dirt. So He's not going to go helmet to helmet. You also can't really – he's like, what, 6'3"? Yeah. It's pretty tough to go helmet to helmet. Right, but. yeah. You're going to have to launch upward. Yeah, exactly. Um, but I, I'm not, I mean, you can't find college players. I don't know how you do that with running backs and ball carriers. Ooh. Um, so what if, what if they start getting paid? Then can you find yeah, them? Yeah, you can find them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That, that's the thing college football players don't want to find out is, is, uh, it, all those guys that are late for meetings, if you're getting paid, you get fined. <laughs> yeah. 
man. Um, we got to talk about tomorrow though. Practice starts. Yeah. What about that? Hopefully we uh get some news on Cade May soon. That's a good point. That's a good point. Do you think is he on the wheel that they spin tomorrow to decide? Like Wheel of Fortune. Not Wheel of Fortune. There's not really a wheel. There is a wheel in Wheel of Fortune. More like Price is Right. Is he Um, on that wheel? I'm thinking of like like a pie chart and like his his should be massive. Okay, but his because like if I'm the NCAA, I'm like, man, we've made Tennessee fans wait a lot for this. We should make his a little bigger. I don't know, man. I just, uh, I mean, I think he gets eligible. How how does he not? Right. Also, if you're a Tennessee fan and don't think you're going to get screwed out of the schedule tomorrow, it, you, you open, you open with Florida, Alabama, Georgia, <laughs> and then you get a bye week, then Arkansas, and then you play A and M. Auburn is now away. <laughs> <laughs> and you play them the next week. And then, hey, good news, you finish off with Kentucky, Missouri, and Vandy. So, yeah. that's good. You get a bye week before Vandy. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, is, just is be easy. prepared. Wear, wear your, wear your uh, jock strap tomorrow because yeah. I'm, I'm feeling a kick in the nuts. Yeah. Um, a to Z Sports wrote, why Cade Mays may never play a down for Tennessee. It may have something to do with, yeah, he's probably going pro after this year, regardless of whether he plays or not. So. I don't know. We'll see. That would be a nice. You got a month. That's the good news. You got a month now instead of fifteen days. Well, the good thing is you can just like if they deny you, can just say you opted out. <laughs> I've already opted out for the season. Yeah, I'm done. Just play him. What are they gonna do? Take away the national championship? There's not gonna be one. <laughs> I mean, really though. Oh. <laughs> I love how, like, people are shocked. I mean, I figured the NCAA was going to cancel their championships, which is fine. Whatever. Yep. Whatever. Yeah, so tomorrow, so any other stories you might position battles? You might the the quarterback one's going to be interesting. I'm I'm kind of curious to see who emerges as the on the offense side of the ball. Who's the number one running back? And do they kind of adopt the same style as they did last year of just ride the hot hand? Or is there going to be a go-to guy? I think that's going to be interesting. Yeah. Because I don't know if it was running back by committee because they wanted it to be, or if it was running back by committee because no one really won the job. That's a good point. Um, Dude, in my opinion, I was like, if you're going with the hot hand, go with the hot hand. That's still hot. Yeah, it seemed like they would go away from that at times. Yeah. I don't know. We'll see. I I think think you have to look for a number one back um, because that's part of running the ball really well is having that guy you know you can go to. And I'm not saying if Eric Gray's the number one back and Todd Chandler's having a great game, you don't give him the majority of the carries. I'm not saying that. Um, but I think it's going into a game and knowing who your number one back is that day is is, is rather than going, man, I hope Todd Chandler brought it or I hope Eric Gray brought it today. Yeah. Uh, I think it's a lot more confident when you go, yeah, he's our guy. He's going to get the first handoff. Um, we'll see about second, third, and fourth. Yeah. I mean, I think that's a great problem for, for Tennessee is like, if Ty Chandler is your number two back, man, what a great number oh, two yeah. back. <laughs> oh, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. So, uh, my, my one it would be interesting is the uh, wide receiver. You know Josh Palmer after that. Yeah, it's like um, Vilas Jones Jr., you got D'Angelo Gibbs, and then you got some freshmen, some talented mm-hmm. freshmen. You have Brandon Johnson, who's been here for five years. Right. Um, so, yeah, it, it's going to be interesting to see who uh, who emerges. Did you know Brandon Johnson scored a touchdown last year? I 
don't think I did. I was trying to think. I mean, I couldn't tell you what game. Hold on, I'm gonna try. Was it? Well, tell me this. Was it against Cupcake Opponent or? Mm-mm. It was SEC game. SEC game. Probably went Missouri, just because I feel like those guys probably had to score the guys that had the most catches, Palmer, Jennings, and Callaway. So probably not. Probably not Vanderbilt. We didn't throw the ball a lot. I think all of our touchdowns were rushing against Vanderbilt. Kentucky, I think, was a rushing touchdown and a Palmer touchdown. Man. It wasn't It wasn't Georgia, was it? Who had the two touchdowns against Georgia? Callaway had one. And then was the other one rushing? Um possibly. I don't know. I don't know. So it wasn't Georgia. I don't know. Who was it? Mississippi State. Really? Okay. Tyler Bird. Tyler Bird. I knew Tyler Bird had one. He blocked the punt. Tyler Bird did. And, and Brandon Johnson scored. Pick, picked it up and scored. Okay. Interesting. Hmm. I didn't know that. Yeah. Dang. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. So. Getting in on the action. Huh? Yeah. On, on the year you redshirt, you actually scored a touchdown. So. Yeah. I think I think there's a lot of interesting guys to see. I think it, it's good that you have. It seems like you have a ton of talent there. You're just going to. Who, who's going to emerge and fall camp or OTAs, whatever this is. So they're they're not going to be in pads probably until next week. Yeah, they'll they'll be in acclimation acclimation period. So yeah. it'll be at least practices. five days. Yeah. So I think that I guess if they go five days this week, it could be Friday. Yeah, in full pads. Which if they're wanting to break everything up, it's probably Monday. I probably. would guess that they do pads. Yeah, probably. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. Hopefully, hopefully we see it soon though. It's going to be. Uh, Another kind of situation I'm uh, interested about to see, you won't really know until you get a depth chart, is linebacker. I, you don't know who the starter's going to be. So you're not going to know about that. Until like outside like, linebacker or, yeah. or or inside linebacker? Uh, just who who's on that besides Toto and probably Crouch. Who else is going to be there so outside linebacker? Jeremy Banks. We'll see. Do we see a video <laughs> of him tomorrow? Because they haven't announced it. Does it, does, does Dude, it get announced I'm like, tomorrow? I'm what. Like, I know that they're telling him not to release anything. Like, no, don't it's got to get announced away. tomorrow. Though you're practicing, but you know he's he was there for picture day. You know he has like all the players have been tweeting out their pictures. And two people who haven't released their pictures is Bryce Thompson, just because of the number. You think? Yeah, yeah, I'm, I'm, that's why. Yeah, okay, I'm I was like, sure. that, it's got to be why. And Jeremy but, Banks, but he released a picture of his jersey. Yeah, but it, it wasn't him in it. Right. I don't know. I, uh, they got it. I mean, you've got to announce it tomorrow because you're going to have pictures going to leak them, so you need to address it. Right. And I think they need to address it because otherwise it looks sketchy if you don't. So I think you need to address it. He's there. Which will be interesting. Like, how many, what do we find out about prices? Because the media is not allowed. So what do you actually. Right. But I mean,. You're, you would see videos. Yeah, yeah. Them, Some, so. Something's going to get released. But I'm just saying, that's it's going to be interesting through this whole camp and, and practices because you're you're not going to get those the media there to, is hey, Jeremy, this guy was practicing here, this guy was practicing there. Right. Is Pruitt meeting with the media tomorrow like they usually would on the first day? I, th- I think I think so. Okay. I'm kind of wondering if they'll maybe we'll wait till they may not do it Tuesday. Um, but maybe... I thought maybe since you're gonna find out the schedule, maybe wait till Tuesday. I can't wait to see some some posts about Jeremy Pruitt like this in Zoom. 
just holding it out far from his face. Well, who was it? What show did he go on? They're like, you don't have any Tennessee gear? Oh, well, uh, Dan Patrick show. Dan Patrick. Yeah, he has Tennessee gear. It, it is funny that his office is completely empty. Yeah. It's kind of creepy. <laughs> is he a psychopath? It might, might be. Um, what was I, oh, I was going to say something about the. Oh, what about the. Apparently, the rumor about some SEC coaches getting upset about the schedule. At least five is what it was said. Arkansas is number one. <laughs> they were definitely the one, like. They have they a right to be. Right. It definitely was an Ole Miss because they drew a great draw. If I, Texas A&M probably could be mad. Florida and Tennessee, that's that's a bad draw. Yeah, and I don't know. I mean, I don't know how Tennessee feels about it, and I don't know. I mean, you want – you're not necessarily asking for the easiest schedule, but you want a schedule that's favorable. Right. And I wouldn't call getting Auburn and A&M, especially after playing Auburn two years ago, Auburn and A&M favorable. And you have to play Alabama. And, you, of course, you have to play Alabama. Right. I don't know. I, I'd be interested to see uh, who who it was that was. I, I mean, I'm going to guess Vandy in Arkansas, but to be fair, if I'm if, if I'm Greg Sankey and Vandy or Arkansas speak up, I'm like, who would you rather play? You are going to get beat. You want to just roll the dice, see right. who you lose to next? Right. Yeah, that, that's my – yeah, you knew you were going to lose. So it's like, draw Alabama. Who gives it? We'll, we'll tell them to beat you by seven less than they would have. I don't know. You were going to lose. Yeah, but, but if I'm the SEC, do you not want to make the games more competitive? Like, I, if, if TV is your only revenue, would you so. not want to make some of those games more competitive? You would think so. I don't know. I don't understand it. I wonder how they're going to fit every game. They'll only have two sources right now. You can't assume you're always going to get the SEC slot. Or maybe those other... Yeah, well, I guess you have three because you have the SEC uh, alternate. What, what about those other um, networks? Do they come knocking? See, but I don't think he, I'll be. We'll see if, I, I guess for the right price, ESPN will release some of those games. But we'll see. Yeah, be interesting. You got a most important? I do. Um, Alex Smith. He's back, baby. Number 11 is back. Um, after two years, um, what many thought was a career-ending injury. He is back and, and clear to return to football activities today. Yeah. That was mine, Alex Smith. Oh, sorry, man. No, you're good. Do you uh, – here, I'll read off kind of what he's had to go through in the last two okay, years. Yeah. Um, he broke the tibia and fibula in his uh, right leg uh, in November of 2018. Uh, there were fears that he could lose his leg. It was so bad. Um, tibia and fibula, if you don't know, are the two bones that run all the way down your leg. Um, you definitely don't want to break both of them. He went under – he had 17 surgeries – uh, because of an infection, and uh, he said he was going to still play, which is pretty incredible. And then on Saturday, he announced that uh, he had been cleared for football, which is wild. I think he had spent a lot of time like an ICU. It was that bad. Dang. Yeah. Yeah, probably see him getting back. That that's going to be that's another quarterback um, competition that will be interesting to see right. in the NFL with Dwayne Haskins and. They don't like Dwayne Haskins, though. So no, I think Alex Smith had to, to get him by default. Well, like, when he got drafted, the coaching staff was like, we didn't want him. It was the front office that wanted him. Yeah. Oh, because he's from, he's from there. That's yeah. why. Yeah. Hmm. You got any more? Um, 
Oh, yeah. Tennessee Smokies. Uh, Randy Boyd. Dude, makes looks, the first pitch to downtown Knoxville. It looked. I hope that rendering is that looks gorgeous. It looks awesome. I, yeah, that I, I mean I've been hoping for this for a long time, so I, I hope that I hope it happens. Um, I think it'd be great for Knoxville. I, I mean, <clears throat> there's so much more to do in Severeable. The tourists aren't going to come down from Severeable to go to the game in Knoxville, but the people who would the Severeable people who went to the game are still going to go. Yeah. And yeah. then not, and then add in Knoxville. And the Knoxville experience will be better. You're going to have more restaurants in Cracker Barrel, McDonald's, and Chop House. Mm-hmm. You're going to have restaurants and bars to go to before Taco and after Bell. the game. There's Taco Bell there, too. Oh, sorry. <laughs> the Taco Bell <laughs> as well. Um, but you're going to have bars before and after the game. Look at how well the Ice Bears do and what the Ice Bears games do for the nightlife in Knoxville. Add in summer nights where the nights are longer and warmer. and It's going to be a great experience. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, and I think it could be used for a lot of different things, not just baseball. Yeah, they they and, already said it. The outfield will be fitted to accommodate a soccer field. Okay, well that'd be cool. I was I was thinking more of like concerts, and that I mean I'm sure it'll be retrofitted as well yeah, to do that. The cool. Smokies usually do. I don't. I think they've had one concert up there without a baseball game, but they usually do like a they'll have a night where they have a concert after the game. Yeah, I, I just think it's it's really cool with all the the older buildings and, and yeah. stuff down there. I think it'd be a great. Venue. A lot of people were mentioning Tennessee baseball moving over there. I don't. I wouldn't want to see them move, but you know, play a couple of games there. That'd they be- they were supposed to have that. Um, was it the TriStar Classic mm-hmm. at Smoky Stadium? That would be a fantastic place to hold it. Oh yeah, and um, for you know bringing in ETSU, MTSU, Vanderbilt. I don't know who I was gonna. I can't remember who I was gonna play in it. A bunch of Tennessee teams. That'd be a fantastic place to hold games like that. Yeah. So I think I think yeah, yeah. I, I think it would be <clears throat> I think there's something special to having in an on-campus stadium. I think they need to do more with it. I think I know it's not in a great spot with the the rail the uh, railroad yards right there. Yeah. But you can do stuff around it that makes it look better. And the stadium just probably needs a facelift in general. I mean, like look at Severe Avenue. Like what five six years ago? That, or not? Like maybe two not years that. ago. Yeah, I mean it was it was crap. Yeah. Like, I was told not to ever go down there. <laughs> right. Um, but now it's it's one of the nicer places in, in Knoxville. So, yeah, yeah. It, it, need, it definitely needs a facelift, but I think something like that um, w- would be great for it. But I, I'm thinking more like Tennessee baseball. Like, they want to compete, you know, with facilities and everything like that. And it's difficult because they're right there in, like, an industrial park. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know how much they can do with that. I wouldn't mind them moving. I just think it, it kind of takes away a little bit from being, like, off campus. Yeah. And the good news is that stadium is a 10-minute walk from campus. Right. So, that would be good. You know, it wouldn't be a drastic change. Mm-hmm. Um, but you have already started to show you're going to uh, dedicate a lot of, you know, money to, you know, you started with the turf field, which is a, a small but maybe not small. I don't know. I mean, you at least made your – you think you made your baseball program better for it. Yeah. So maybe you didn't necessarily do a ton for the the stadium, but you did a lot for the program, which will, you know, hopefully means you're going to make some investments for the stadium and program as a whole in the future. Yeah, I just think having an on-campus stadium's um good. I'm glad, you know, Neyland's on campus. I think there's something to it when you're talking about a college football environment, um, college environment in general. Mm-hmm. Same thing for TBA. Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't hate – you know, if the stadium's nice – and they want something to move. They want to make. Uh, I don't. I wouldn't hate it. I think it'd be 
it looks like it's gonna be really nice. It looks like the environment's gonna be. They're gonna do make. They're gonna try really, really hard to make the environment special, and I think that could uh, could benefit whoever decides to occupy it. I'm hoping maybe that means Randy Boyd might go try to get him a soccer team. Hey, <laughs> these uh retrofit in the stadium for soccer. <laughs> um, I got a. Are you done with all most important? Yeah, Maybe go more. ahead. So I don't know if this is most important or fail. I view it as both. But the UMass coach, when he was asked about the season ending. He said, you know, my dad passed away in 2008. My biological mom OD'd in 2012. And to be honest with you, this is probably a tougher day than both of those. Oh, read it one more time. Oh, this is about I, college I, football. Yeah, I know, I know what you're talking about. Jesus, man. What a quote. I'm like, I feel you, but maybe don't say that out loud. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Dedicated to football. Football guy. Yeah. Definitely. And then I've got a Dan Wolken quote. Of course, or tweet. Oh, is this the most important? No, 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 this is a fail. I was about to say it. He said, it's quite amusing how the shut up, it isn't possible to play in spring course is largely the same group of people who say you're rooting against sports. I told you back, I was like, dude, you have been covering college football, college athletics for how long? And you don't understand logistically how it's not possible to play in the spring. It's not about athletes safe. You know, it's not about that. It's just logistically speaking, it's not possible to play in the spring. I gave it to you. March Madness. They're not going to cancel another March Madness. And they're not going to, you're not going to generate enough money to justify it between both of them. March Madness and TV rights alone brought in $800 million in uh, 2019. Yeah. And, and those guys that have NFL draft aspirations are gone. They're not playing. So it's not logistically possible. It has nothing to do with the, the people that are saying, you don't want a football season or saying that because most of the time people like Dan Wolken only cover the negative aspects of what's going on in the world, not the positive. Yep. Like a positive, non Oklahoma players have it. That's obviously a negative, but a positive behind that is they were able to contact trace them back. None of them got it within the program. They all got it outside the program. And then there's believed that they didn't expose anybody else to it. It's a positive. Like they handled that situation correctly. Unlike somewhere like Rutgers, which you all covered plenty. <laughs> So, that's what they mean when they're like, you don't want football. Because you only cover the negative aspects of it. Yep. And there's, I'm not saying, that, I'm not saying you shouldn't cover the negative aspects of it, but you should cover all of it. Right. And you're not talking to everybody. No. You know, if there's a negative article, but the negativity spreads. Right. And, you know, that, I feel like that's, that's a big reason why, you know, I feel like those two conferences canceled. Because there was so much negativity toward everything they just, from, from media to, to cases and everything like that, that they just like, oh, and it's I, not worth it. And the more every day, the more and more I think about it, I think it's more about the demands that were being made. Not, not COVID. Yep. Who, who tweeted that article about you that said, it's not about COVID. It's about union unionization of college, of college football players. Who that was. Whoever tweeted at you, that article is spot on. I, I believe that's true. Cause hmm. you, I think you tweeted it. The two, Conferences that canceled are the ones who had players making demands. Yep. The SEC, ACC, Big 12 has not had that. Right. And they haven't even thought about it yet. Yep. I don't know. Conspiracy. <laughs> um, also, I have another most – I have one more most important. So, Justin Fields has created a campaign to have the Big Ten football immediately reinstated, which has over 8,000 signatures already. Yeah, sorry, Justin, but I don't think it's going to happen. I agree. I mean that – I think it sucks for the athletes. I really do. It does, man. Um, um, conferences don't. 
Because um, then you're like, oh, if I would have stayed at Georgia. Yeah. And just toughed it out one more year. And then nah, I, I probably I worked out for him, though. Oh, yeah. I agree. It probably worked out for him. But it, it, like, you're right, though. It does suck. Yeah. It absolutely sucks. Um, so, fail. I have uh, Seahawks rookie cornerback Kamal Sibrand. Mm-hmm. Exactly. He was, yeah, he was uh, he was cut after he was caught on video trying to sneak a woman into the team hotel. Mm. The woman was wearing Seahawks gear to disguise herself as a player. That is awesome. <laughs> I, how did I not see that? That is amazing. First off, rookie, you got to be a veteran to do that, right? You don't think LeBron James has what I'm playing girls on speed dial? Like told him to do that. Oh, you don't think it was for him? Um, rookie duties. Hey, <laughs> go pick up this girl, put her in this stuff, and bring her okay. back. Okay. Because, like, it, it, does, it doesn't really make sense. If you're out, why don't you just stay out and do your thing? If, if you know she's not allowed. I'm, I've seen Dumber. Like, That's true. Uh, oh, God, who was it? I was about to ask you, is this situation better or worse than the dude who got caught? The Ravens guy. Who was it? Got caught. Was it... Got caught with his brother having a threesome. Oh, Earl Thomas. Was it Earl Thomas? <laughs> yeah. Got caught having a threesome with his brother by his wife. Because he doesn't know how to turn off his location. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. I guess that's true. I mean, I can't. People are dumb, man. Underestimate. That's a fantastic. I'm so disappointed that I missed that. That's a fantastic story. I was like. Thank you for sharing that with me. I was like, first of all, like, if somebody was actually going to believe that it was a Seahawks player. Like, how Is big, there a picture? Did how you, big was this woman? Did you have a picture of her? No, it wasn't. Dang, like, I would love to yeah, see. Like, like how, did she have like her hoodie up? Like, yeah. How big? How big is this woman? Hoodie mill. Like, like linebacker. Really, yeah, NFL players like. That's probably how they caught him. They're like, why is he walking in with a kicker? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Go investigate that. That's weird. I don't even know who the kicker is. I was about to say Hauschka, but I don't even think it's Hauschka. I don't know who it is. I don't have a clue. I don't have anything else, man. Um, I have I have one more. So the fail. Please. Raymond Green got fined fifty thousand dollars for tampering while on TV. Um, he was saying that Damian Lillard needed to leave the Blazers. And they did it as tampering because they thought he was recruiting him to Golden State. But was he like, <laughs> what a stupid? Yeah, I, I agree. But it's stupid on Draymond Green because why would you say that when they they made it into the playoffs, right? And Golden State is the worst team in the NBA. Right so now. he got caught. Is he in the bubble? No. So he got caught on TV. Where? where he, he was on a TV show, and they were talking. Oh, to him. he wasn't even talking to Damian Lillard. No. What the? F- yeah. The NBA is the dumbest organization I've ever. Fifty thousand dollars. That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, it's really dumb. Good. That makes me mad. I don't, I'm not even a fan of Draymond Green. That pisses me off. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. uh, did you hear... Did you see uh, Pac-Man Jones burning the Joe Hayden jerseys? Why? So, apparently, they don't like each other. Joe Hayden played for the Browns. He mm-hmm. played for the Bengals. Well, they sent... Somebody sent a big box of Joe Hayden jerseys to Pac-Man Jones. And so, he just, like, out in a, his driveway just burning them. Okay, that's funny. <laughs> That is funny. Oh. What about when Butch Jones had Pac-Man Jones come talk to the Tennessee team about character? God bless <laughs> America. That's so dumb. 
I forgot about that. That man is the dumbest human being I've ever heard of. A props to Damian Lillard, too. He's freaking... Dude, wild. didn't he have 40 points the other night in the game? Yeah, so he so his three games before the Memphis game, he had 51, 61, and 42. Um, it's 154 points total in those three games. It's the most by any player in their final three games of the season. Dang. Yeah, it's wild. They beat Memphis. Dang, sucks. I kind of wanted Memphis to get in. Be, yeah, would have been cool. But what about uh, Devin Booker and the Suns go eight and zero in the bubble, and miss out by half a game? That sucks. Yeah, like they needed the 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 Grizzlies or the Trailblazers to lose, and I think they got into that playing game, and they both won. Eight and zero in the bubble, and you still get eight and zero in the bubble, and you still get in. That sucks. Yeah, I mean, like that's why I mean. So the, how the regular season? That's crazy that it, like you were even. I don't. That's wild that you can go undefeated. And they not had make like a ninety-eight percent like, chance to not make the playoffs. Yeah, and they were like a game away from from doing it. Yeah. Hmm. Well, sucks for them. Got to win more games. That's all I got. But that's that's it for me too. Guys, go check out our sponsors, Tennessee Tap House and Hound Dogs. Um, if you haven't already, they they do a great job of making this show possible. So go do that. Um, that's that's kind of all I got. We got some stuff in the works. Yeah. So uh, stay tuned for that. We are gonna be doing some type of tailgating too, and um, as long as you don't have COVID, we'd love for you to come and join us. <laughs> that's all we got. We're bringing the boat in, and we out.